Drifter with Nick and Big J. Good morning to you. You know, that's been our intro song, different versions of it, of course, for 13 years now. And we have yet to talk about Cobra Kai on Netflix. Have you partaken? Uh, no, no. I was, uh, I want to, I'm going to. Uh-huh. Uh, last night as we were uh, sitting down, the family, Nick, yeah. that's left in the house, <laughs> watched the DV, or the streaming dumbass together. Together? Really? Yeah, what yeah. was it? That drew the kids into the Nicholas well, Cage. Well, there's junk. only one kid now. Right. Well, I thought maybe her boyfriend beat it. Nope. She uh, she is a huge. Uh, she's a creep. I mean, she all she does is watch episodes of Criminal Minds over and over again. That's healthy. Yeah, uh, and that's why she can't. I mean, we, we have to lock every door three three or four times at night. I mean, she's scared <laughs> to leave the house. Uh, but you know, it's you know, she wants to be a medical examiner. Uh huh. So, uh, so she is greatly interested in the criminal stuff, and and so she was into it. And then the wife uh, convinced her because John Cusack was in it. Okay, I didn't right. tell her he was the bad guy though. No, well, I don't think you probably knew. I did. Oh, how really you knew? Well, yeah, because I look up the movie when oh. I when I find out about it. Ugh. Spoilers. I don't mind. But uh, we'll this get a, a real-life crime. It's all full of spoilers. Uh, and so you decided not to continue on your viewing and watch Cobra Kai? Oh, no. So I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, you, it was, uh, open up Netflix. I mean, it's right there. It's the number one thing on Netflix now. So, uh, you know, the trailer starts going right away. And I'm like, man, I want to watch it. I've been wanting to watch it, but it was on YouTube. Yeah. And now, you know, it's got it's number one. and going to be there for a while. Yeah, because the new season will be on Netflix, which is great. And you know, don't forget, like, I mean... We forget this sometimes, but like Billy Zabka broke the news to us like years ago that he was working on yeah, this. Yeah, should we dig this up? I do. We have there it. There you go. You know what? You've 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 given me my uh, my send nudes song. Thank you. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Billy Zabka was on the show like yeah over a decade ago and was talking about how he was developing I mean, this idea. We might be responsible for Cobra Kai. <laughs> I mean, right. if you want it, you. Well, you know, if you want to get into like a six degrees of separation here, I mean, listen, the interest that came around from the song and the video for Sweep the Leg True. had a lot to do with, I think, some of that. It didn't hurt. I mean, yeah, don't forget, Billy like, Zapka wasn't doing nothing until right. that video. And then he got the idea and then they were kicking it around with uh, the lead singer, No More Kings. And that's where I think this whole thing started. So you might be right. Pete Mitchell. I mean, and I mean, we got to be the only radio station that ever on a regular basis played Sweet Delay. I Delay. promise you you're right about we that. We win that one, I people. promise you we are the only radio station to ever play Sweet And we're going to play it this morning. All right, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's coming up, perhaps. Plus, we also have uh, Big J's got that review of the movie he, the whole family watched last night, the serial killer movie that everybody watched. <laughs> what a family uh, thing to do. And, of course, uh, we also have a chance for you to win some stuff from us over the course of the show this morning. We're going to talk about another list that Boise made and all sorts of other fun. But let's play some jams for you. Kick it off with some Pearl Jam. It's Even Flow here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Freaking mouse is all sticky over here. Oh. It's too late. You've already used it now. I hope you haven't touched your face. I never touch my face. I never touch my face. God, everything is so gross around here. Welcome to Important Stuff. It is the morning after. And uh, listen, man, I don't have good news about the coronavirus numbers. The highest oh, no. numbers in two weeks were reported yesterday. Of course. Uh, 438 confirmed and probable cases. That is after a huge two-week dip in new cases. We got the highest daily total in more than two weeks. Of the new cases, believe it or not, Ada County did not lead the way. 
It was Bannock County uh, with 81. 78 in Ada, right behind there, and 35 in Canyon, 34 in Bingham County. So what happened? Why did Bannock County lead the way? And this is the problem that we have with a lot of these numbers is, remember when things were taken out of control of the CDC, Big J? Yeah. Uh, and so now it's really just a free-for-all. And so things aren't getting reported on time and daily, especially over the weekend. And so why it's the biggest number in two weeks is basically because there was a public health system that spent a couple of days before reporting all their positive cases, and then it just came in one fatal swoop. And so uh, because everybody's on their own different timeline and there's no structure to any of it anymore, uh, now it's kind of like, okay, we have to report these numbers the day we receive them and not necessarily maybe the day they actually got the cases. So who knows when all these things came in from Bannock County. We just know we got them all yesterday which elevated the number and from the outside looking in doesn't make him look all great but they could have had him for a couple of days and they've been spread out does that make sense yeah yeah so it's not it doesn't change the fact that that amount of people have the coronavirus correct the numbers are accurate it's just the timeline in which they came down may not have all dropped yesterday i guess is the point so it may not be a a traditional spike in what you see it's it could be a little bit more of a leveled kind of a thing but those numbers are still there it's just they all got reported yesterday, which, again, complicates the whole situation. But numbers are numbers, so now we're, we're up to 30,203 uh, total confirmed and probable cases in the state. How about the Denver Nuggets, Big J? Rallying to beat the Utah Jazz 80-78 to last night to complete their comeback from being down three games to one and win their first-round series against the Jazz. Uh, pretty good game, man, uh, between the two. It was a nice back-and-forth, low-scoring defensive battle, and uh, almost had a game-winning three-pointer there at the end, but it just rattled out. And so Denver wins four games to three, moves on to the second round. Boston took care of the Raptors again, 102-99. to Boston leads that series two games to nothing. Vancouver beat the Knights 2-1 on the ice. Vegas is still up 3-2 in the series, and the Flyers beat the Islanders in overtime 4-3. to uh, Islanders still lead the series three games to two, if you care. Hey, congratulations to Tyler Perry, dude. He's officially yeah. a billionaire. A billionaire. Uh, according to Forbes, the breakdown of the 50-year-old filmmaker's net worth includes $320 million for his entire library of movies, TVs, TV shows, plays, and being that he owns 100% of all of his content, he's got $300 million in cash and investments, $280 million for the studio that he created in Georgia called Tyler Perry Studios, where he films all this stuff, $60 million for his stake in the streaming service BET Plus, and then he's got $40 million in homes and properties. So, of course, fans have a lot to say about the news, uh, and uh, and they are weighing in and congratulating him, and, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where uh, Tyler Perry, whether those movies you enjoy or his TV shows you enjoy or not, you can't you can't discount the, the success factor in it because, you know, the famous story is Tyler Perry, you know, spent most of his 20s writing this one play, right? Yeah. And he put everything he had into it, and uh, and it sold exactly 12 tickets. And it's one of those deals where it was a complete and total failure, and anybody else probably would have went, God, my life's work has been a complete sham. Why did I do all this stuff? He just worked harder and ended up building this empire from the ashes of his dreams and that's just an amazing story of perseverance and awesomeness and the fact that he's now worth a billion dollars is like hey man good job way to go my kids love the Medea. there you go see morning after with nick and big j there's your important stuff for the six o'clock hour send nudes on the way so is a big j movie review 
There's your send nude song of the day. No more kings sweep the leg. The uh, song that gave the idea to Cobra Kai, we believe. And uh, you're posting the uh, the old video on the old. Yeah, board. I'm writing up a little history uh, about it because uh, I mean it's interesting. I'm trying to remember if did we did we already have had we already decided before that uh, the uh, the show open being the best around. No. So what ended up it happening? Seemed like it was an inspirational thing. It was. We we ended up playing the song like on the morning show as like a fun thing because we thought it was cool and then like it started to take on some popularity and then we decided to bring the band into town and then when uh he came into the studio we're like this would be really cool if we tied it into the morning show somehow and so he's like how about i do the song acoustically and we're like yeah 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 and then he like made like a little bed for us and that's how it became the intro to the song to the show and then since then we've had hailstorm cover it and i mean it's uh that's that all kind of started with that particular song there and and then of course if you big j's posting the video to no more kings sweep the leg which uh got everybody from karate kid back together for the first time in forever and gave billy zabka the idea to maybe think about something down the road and we had him on the show and he talked about it and then cobra kai came into i mean several years down the road obviously this is 13 years ago now but uh it came into be into hit fruition all because of that particular thing and uh once again big j finger on the pulse ground floor of a movement yeah pop culture people you're welcome yeah you're welcome. Simple. Uh, speaking of pop culture, yesterday, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch and review for you. Uh, it's amazing to me how many Nick Cage movies there are out there I've never heard of. I thought this was a brand new movie. It is very much not. Yeah, no, 2013. Uh, why it's now trending on, on I think because it just got on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Well. people that have been on Netflix that have never seen movies before. <laughs> uh, so it's a new thing for them. But you're, you're right, it is an older movie. And uh, it is Nicolas Cage. He's playing a Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Jack Holcomb of the uh, Alaska State Troop and uh, he's investigating some crimes and what he believes is a, kind of a, a, a serial killer situation out there. Uh, you got Vanessa Hudgens in here, John Cusack, Dean Norris uh, is in this hey. also. I mean, a great cast. And, um, you know, the Kevin Dunn is in it as well. So there's some people you recognize and know in this movie. And uh, it stems around the the serial killer uh, named uh, Bob Hansen in uh, Alaska. And he murdered uh, up to, uh, well, at least they have 17 um, uh, deaths uh, to him and, and a whole bunch of other terrible things. And it's a true story? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, true story based uh, around and um, John Cusack uh, is the bad guy and uh, he does an excellent job. I mean, he really um, is a creep if you uh, if you want to believe that. Uh, he, he, he just fit right in with what you would think it would be. Like um, Vanessa Hudgens plays a young prostitute who escapes the clutches of Bob Hansen and um, you know nobody will believe her obviously being a prostitute Prostitute. Uh, however, Nicholas Cage's character kind of puts together what's going on and, and is desperate to get her help to to make sure that this guy gets captured. And um, there you go. I mean, that's the movie. It, it's a thriller. Um, it's it's not exactly fast paced, but you know there are some moments where you kind of get this a little tense. And and it's uh, you know it's scary watch, watching something you know is a true story about how somebody acted and, and the terrible things they did. So you know you've got that in the back pocket of this movie as well. Any uh, patented Nick Cage freakout scenes? Um, no, no, no. I mean, he was pretty normal. Oh man, it's unfortunate. I know they'll never make the 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 highlight reel of his crazies. I don't think we ever said the title of the movie. What's it called? Uh, Frozen, the Frozen Ground. The Frozen Ground. Yeah, and totally approved. Okay. I mean, it's 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 a great movie. Uh, there's no reason not to check it out, especially if you're interested in uh, the true crime stuff. Was it fun for the whole Big J family? Oh man, we had a great time. We, uh, <laughs> you know. 
and popcorn. <laughs> Watching serial killers. What a treat. Uh, it's nice having a couch in the living room. So it is Big J approved. You enjoyed it, and it's not one of those that you should skip over because there's plenty of Nick Cage movies you should do that with. Yeah, no, this is a, a great ensemble cast. He's creating it. It's not uh, a weird Nicolas Cage vehicle. So there's a reason why it's the number two movie on Netflix then. It's actually pretty good, according to Big J. So if you're looking for something to watch this weekend, then maybe make it The Frozen Ground. It is officially Big J approved, part of Streaming Dumbass. Important stuff brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. Check out the Crazy Cash Multiplier Scratch Games from the Idaho Lottery, where you can multiply your prize by 5, 20, 50, even 100 times the cash. Win cash prizes up to 300 grand. Just play today to get involved. Wearing a mask is an effective way to curb the spread of COVID-19. It's also a great way to avoid acquaintances in public, Big J. Oh, yeah. That'll do it. A new report from the New York Times says that the widespread use of masks in the United States has made people recognizing other people very, very difficult. And for some people, it's even leading to face blindness, Big J. I can't see your face. Uh, Well, basically... Face blindness or real? No, 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 no. Like, you just can't, you can't recognize anybody anymore is what it basically says. Oh, because of the mask. The equivalent of it, right. Yeah. Of course, a mask doesn't make you completely anonymous. Previous research has shown that we rely most heavily on the eyes when identifying somebody, but it's going to give you enough coverage to at least breeze past somebody maybe without being awkward or rude if you happen to pass by them in the street during a pandemic, which I have uh, perfected long before masks. Avoiding contact <laughs> with somebody or pretending I don't see somebody yeah. that I don't want to talk to in public is uh, a mastery that I have tried to perfect over the years. Now, it's not always the case. If, like, you see me and I don't see you, I'm not avoiding you on purpose necessarily, but there is a puncher's chance. I might be. You never know. Damn. Like, I was at the airport, like, uh, before this whole crap began, like, like two years ago, and I saw somebody that used to come in the studio all the time uh, that worked for a uh, different company, and I was like, oh, I don't want to have a conversation with that person. And man. so I just pretended I didn't see them. And I don't know if they ever saw me or they felt the same way, but it was great. It felt good. It was like, listen, I, I really have nothing to say to them. I know who they am, but who they are, but I don't really want to get into it. And this was long before masks. And so I'm just like, oh, wow. I'm going to go about my business and pretend I didn't see him. And it was great. I went about my day and didn't even think about him until that very moment when I read that story. And I was like, yeah, it was good. It's a victory. So uh, it's good news. If you'd like to avoid interpersonal interactions, and right now probably you should be, uh, you can wear a mask and have to avoid all that crap, which is fantastic. Denver Nuggets beat the Jazz 80-78 to last night to complete their comeback from being down three games to one. Last time a team came back from 3-1 down in a series, it was the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers beating the fun that is the Golden State Warriors in the championship a couple years back. So, now the Jazz blew a 3-1 lead in the playoffs. The, uh, the Nuggets, congratulations, you get to take on the Los Angeles Clippers in the semifinals in the Western Conference. Celtics beat the Raptors as well yesterday. They lead that series two games to nothing. Vancouver and Philly winners on the ice yesterday. Uh, Vegas still leads that series three games to two, and the Islanders lead that series three games to two against Philly. Big J, you remember the mess that was Woodstock 99? It was a straight-up disaster. And, Mm -hmm. well, it's going to be the subject of an upcoming Netflix docuseries. The festival was supposed to be the 30th anniversary of the original 1969 Woodstock event. It was held over four days in July of 1999 back in Rome, New York. Eventually, due to factors including depressive heat, lack of affordable food and water, descended into essentially a gigantic riot. 
and ridiculous amounts of sexual abuse, robbery, violence, and destructive of property as well. All happened. It was a mess. And so the series will delve deep into the culture that created Woodstock 99 and tell the story about how three days of peace, love, and music pretty much turned into the opposite of that. Right. And a while back, Michael Lang, who was the original producer of Woodstock in 69 and also talked to, put together Woodstock uh, 94 and 99, talked about the history of the Woodstock festivals and why it was something that he wanted to do. 94 was wonderful. It was a bridge. We had a lot of the legacy acts, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Joe Conker, and Santana. Then on the other side, on the hand, we had the Chili Peppers, and Metallica, and Aerosmith, and, and it was a great mixture. And, and I'd say the audience sort of grew to about 350,000 over the weekend. 99 was very different. I was convinced that it was time to move into the New Millennium, band-wise, and I never should have agreed, but I did. I think it was too edgy. It became more of an MTV event than a Woodstock event. I think the real problem was it just wasn't a pleasurable fan experience. I mean, when you're charging, what was it, like $10 at the time for water? Because that's the only place you could get it. It just turned into a situation where people didn't want to do it. And uh, Billy Corgan, he is the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins. He revealed the story back in the day when he and the band was one of the first bands to be issued a chance to play 99, but they turned it down because they thought it was just a cash grab. They approached us about playing, and I won't even get into the business end of it, but it definitely seemed like whoever was running it had their head up their ass. They came to us very early on, seemingly very interested in us playing. Then they seemed to lose interest, and then when some of the other acts dropped out, suddenly they got reinterested. The whole thing smelled of being motivated by money and to try to sell it under the Woodstock flag, which was a pure once-in-a-lifetime event. So it was a bad idea from the word go to try to continue this thing. The anniversary is one thing, but then they tried to keep it going. So I think it's going to be a pretty interesting docuseries coming to Netflix, I think. There's some stories to tell there and certainly some footage to be seen, so be on the lookout for that. It is coming soon to a TV near you. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Catasqua, Pennsylvania is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And I feel like this is common knowledge, but uh, every once in a while we get a story like this, and so it bears repeating. Guys, if you're going to rob someplace, it's vitally important that you don't leave behind any information that traces it back to you if you want to get away with it. Yeah, I mean, better yet, leave disinformation. Tell everybody your name's Big J. No, oh, no, 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 no. Huh? No, tell everybody your name's Adam. And uh, see what happens there. And maybe, just maybe, you'll get away with it. But I guess we should probably start just with a pure disclaimer that robbing comes someplace is a terrible idea. Yeah, 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 you're right. Don't steal from any place. But uh, if and when you do, once again, taking pride in your work should be paramount. And it's become very clear that that is not a priority of people that are out there doing some robbing right now. As a 22-year-old man uh, visited a pizzeria in Pennsylvania to apply for a job. And he now faces charges because police say he then threatened the owner with a knife and took off with the shop's tip jar and ran into the woods. Now, how did they find out who he was? Well, in order to apply for a job, Big J, you have to do what? Well, you got to fill out an application. Correct. And that's exactly what this Jamoke did. He filled out an application with all of his information, handed it to the owner, 
and then it proceeded to go through the interview. And then when he decided the interview wasn't going great, he was like, well, I'm just going to take the tip jar. So he pulled out the knife, <laughs> grabbed the tip jar, and then ran away. And the guy was like, okay, I mean, I know how much is in the tip jar, so that's not that big of a deal. But now the guy starts running off. And sure enough, he's got his name, Nicholas Mark. He's got his address, and he's got his phone number. And so he was able to give that information to police. And as police did some investigating, guess what else they found, Big J? Right outside the Pizza Doro in the back, where this guy ran off towards, there was a backpack that, again, contained a bunch of information uh, revolving around Nicholas Mark's whereabouts and what he was into. Mostly what he's into, Big J, is injecting hard drugs into his veins. Oh, boy. Because they also found a bunch of syringes, uh, a knife, uh, a razor blade, cotton swabs, all sorts of stuff that people use to inject drugs. So they figured that this must have played a role in why he decided to run off with the tip jar, which authorities say contained about 220 bucks. Damn. That's a pretty nice tip jar, right? It's a lot of drugs. <laughs> uh, and that's probably what he was thinking as he took it and ran away. He clearly wasn't thinking about the whole long game. So uh, police gave his name and his address, and he was arrested. They found him pretty easily. Uh, although the money was gone, Big J, as you probably had mentioned, or a guest, it went probably towards additional drugs for his system, but now he is facing several charges and is currently in jail with a $35,000 bond if you'd like to post it and let him out. I'm sure he'd be willing to get out on the streets if anybody wants to back his No his thanks. So, there's that. Not sure there was a lesson learned, but once again, you know, if... People aren't even making it challenging to find them anymore, I guess, is the catch to it. Just leaving stuff randomly behind so that it's fairly easy to track them down and their whereabouts, so... Got to be smarter than that. Yeah, not a career criminal. No, no, clearly. he'll be, he'll be a career prisoner. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. Boise is on another list of top things. We'll give you the details next on the X Rock. Heaven knows here on the morning after with Nick and Big J here on 100.3 the X Rocks, and this is a story that I truly do believe that a bunch of people in the Treasure Valley just aren't going to be on board with. And it's because we all have our own little way of looking at things. But Wallet Hub is a company that essentially just does polls for a living. And they talked to a bunch of people and they surveyed the 100 biggest cities in the country, right? Yeah. And they wanted to see, okay, uh, in the cities, which commutes are the best and which commutes are the worst? Meaning, where is it the easiest to get around in and where does it suck to drive around in? in the country and they also factored in four other categories into it the uh the cost of a vehicle in that particular area uh traffic and infrastructure safety like uh the likelihood of having an accident and the rate of car thefts and then access to vehicles and maintenance so those are the four factors that all got put in that's important yeah and so it's not just how bad is the traffic in the area there's other factors that go into it which may kind of factor into this particular list but uh, they decided that the very worst place to drive in the country is Oakland, California, because of all those factors. Uh, they said one of the biggest things for that is the fact that, uh, you know, it's difficult to buy a car and get access to a car in a city that's that on top of each other, which is also why San Francisco is right there at, at near the, the, the top of the worst list, too. They're at 98 ranked. Philadelphia right in between at uh, 99, Detroit, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, San Bernardino, New York, Newark, New Jersey, and Seattle, your top 10, which makes sense. If you've driven in any of those cities, they're awful. Oh, man, I mean, 
the times that we've driven in Chicago is the worst thing you've ever experienced. And having been in Seattle a bunch, that's also a nightmare. It's not only because Seattle is bad. Like Chicago, you've got some areas and suburbs where it's not bad. But Seattle is bad both on the freeway and off the freeway. Like I mean, I don't know. I've never had as as about that much trouble in Seattle. Oh man, well I mean, but I'll say this: the worst place I've ever driven is San Francisco. It's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. Everything is one way, and everything is just a complete gridlock. Certainly, when you're yeah in San Francisco, I mean, it's just so small. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a small area. Yeah, the Bay. And so I understand why it's at the 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 list of worst cities to drive in. But anybody that's driven around, I mean, Los Angeles, it takes forever to get everywhere to. I mean, it's just bad news no matter where you go. So there's the worst. Now you get to the best, Big J. Yeah, man. And you've got a couple Nebraska cities in the top ten. Raleigh, North Carolina. Greensboro, North Carolina. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Corpus Christi, Texas. Plano, Texas. Orlando, Florida. Nashville, Tennessee. They're all in there. And then right there at the number five. The fifth best place to drive in the country of the top 100 largest cities is Boise, Idaho. Yay! And I know that, uh, uh, well, listen, I at least know of four to five people that all they do is bitch about the traffic around here. What traffic? Uh, that's what I mean. Uh, and uh, we're Even- spoiled because it is. it certainly is more than it's been. in the, Like, the city has grown exponentially in the last 10 years. Yes. So the traffic certainly is worse than what it was. But anybody that has moved here from a large city will constantly laugh at you when you say traffic in Boise, Idaho is bad. Because while it can be annoying and and rough at times, it's it's amazing compared to uh, other places. And so we should be lucky we should be so spoiled. But I know there's a lot of people right now that are probably stuck at like Eagle and Fairviewer that are going, yeah, F you, pal. It's not yeah, great. Yeah, shut up, Nick. Right. And I go, I get it. I know Eagle and Fairview suck sometimes. I understand. It, listen, we've got a lot of crappy drivers. Uh, that's for sure. I mean, so we can all... I saw one just the other day. I was telling you. Yeah. The tailgating guy, and then he got called on it with the brake check, and then he throws his hands up like, what? I, I didn't do nothing. Yeah, he's just tailgating you. What's up? Right in your ass. So, yes, there are there are a-holes on the road. There's certainly no doubt about it. But all, if you think about it long and hard, and if you're driving to work, your commute really isn't that bad. Yes, it's taking you longer to get from Nampa to the to downtown Boise uh, or Meridian to downtown Boise if you're going uh, during rush hour, whatever that may be considered. And sure, it sucks that it takes you five minutes longer, but we're not stuck in gridlock unless there's a major accident for the most part or there's some ridiculous construction going on. And so uh, that is the good news. And while we have a great, fantastic city, uh, we have a lot to be proud of here in the Treasure Valley. We can also be proud of the fact that, yes, traffic has gotten worse, but it still isn't anywhere near what it is in some other parts of the country. Yeah. So we should be happy about that. we got more room for people outside of the state to come on in. Put a sticker on your car, Big J. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, and so uh, it is good to know that we're on the top of another list, although some people might actually disagree with this one. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's a crazy time in the world right now, and it is important, Big J, that if you are single, that apparently it's good for your mental health that if you continue to look around. Now, it's more difficult than ever to try to find dates, either the original organic way or even online. But apparently it is important to those that are looking for a potential mate that they have some sort of opinion in the current state of affairs. OkCupid has talked to over a half a million of their users, you understand? And they say that those people would not date somebody that wouldn't vote. 
That's a big deal. Doesn't yeah. matter what side of the aisle you're on, but you have to have some sort of opinion, I guess, in order to be attracted to somebody that's looking. Meanwhile, those on the app that say they're registered to vote are about 73% more likely to find a match and are 85% more likely to receive a message. All you have to do is register, dude. Wow. Since it's so important to many users, OKCupid says it's launched a voter 2020 badge that users can use on their profile saying, hey, I'm registered, date me. Check that out. If the user answers no, they're immediately booted from OKCupid. No, I'm kidding. They, they get a uh, <laughs> when, when we all vote uh, link so that it gives them the opportunity to increase their profile awareness by signing up to register to vote again. It doesn't matter which party you're affiliated with. They're not asking you to do that. They're just asking you to register. And so I guess apparently the political climate's a pretty active one out there for singles. Could have been what broke up their relationship before, right? Right. Yeah, sure. Who knows why they're single. But... Just a little bit of a tip if you're out there and looking. I don't think you necessarily have to be spouting off your political opinion everywhere. But just let people know that, hey, I'm going to go out and do my thing in November. What do you think about that? Maybe that's the next dating thing. You want to go to the uh, want to go to the polling place together? Hold hands as we're yeah. in the voting box, filling out our ballots. Denver Nuggets beat the Utah Jazz 80-78 to last night to complete their comeback from being down three games to one and win their first-round playoff series. Way to go, Denver. Now they're taking on the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, so uh, good luck in the second round. They're going to need it. Boston Celtics beat the Toronto Raptors last night. They're up two games to nothing in their second-round series. Canucks over the Knights 2-1, Flyers over the Islanders 4-3 in overtime. Vegas still leads their series three games to two, and New York leads their series three games to two as well. Get ready. Netflix has ordered a drama series based on the hit book series, The Three-Body Problem. Ooh. The uh, trilogy was written by Lou Sixon, and it tells the story of humanity's contact with aliens. And apparently the trilogy is a very popular book series. It's the most ambitious science fiction series that a lot of people have read. It takes readers on a journey from the 1960s all the way until the end of time with life on Earth, uh, traveling to other planets in the universe. And it is going to be written and produced by David Benikoff and D.V. Weiss. You know who they are, Big J, don't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. You don't, do you? No. Uh, they are the gentlemen behind Game of Thrones. So you can look forward to about four and a half Oh, the guys who ruined it? And then crapping down their leg for the last season and a half and making it uh, wonder why you even bothered. Punish them! Although if Netflix is to be trusted, you got about two to three seasons out of that series unless everything else gets shut down after that. So... That's what you could look forward to. Either way, uh, I don't know anything about this series, uh, the trilogy of books, but I, I have heard, apparently people are very excited about it, and it could be very good. Who knows? Is there anything coming up, new, Netflix or otherwise, that you're super interested in? Um, No. Nothing? Well, the Hulk Hogan movie. <laughs> but no TV series? Stranger Things 4. That doesn't count. A new thing. Nah, not, not a new season. That's already You've already thing. established your fandom in that. Nothing new that has you excited? Stop saying Breaking Bad. You're not going to watch it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your pop culture smackdown is on the way here in a few. Here's traffic. Like that Raised with Wolves thing doesn't interest you? The Ridley Scott thing? No, uh, but I do have something. I'm saving it, though, for uh, Bad Impressions. Okay. All right. I don't know if it's on Netflix for sure, but it's something that's coming. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll go inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center. Down.
right on the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's right. And uh, we've got a From Ashes to New album they just released called Panic on Friday. We'll get you set up with the digital version of that for free. And uh, qualified for an autographed drumhead from the band. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Give that away on Friday. If you want in on this prize package, you're going to have to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. To play a little game we call Pop Culture Smackdown. Big J's got some questions that are in the pop culture vicinity. If you get it all right and I get one wrong, you are the official winner. Let's go to the phones. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Hey, what's up, man? What's your name? Michael. All right, Michael. You're up first. Good luck. Whoa, welcome to Keanu Reeves Pop Culture Smackdown. Uh, Keanu Reeves is starring with best buddy Alex Winter in a sequel that was just released this last weekend. Nick wants to see it. What's it called? Uh, Point Break? Wrong. No, that's wrong. There will never be a sequel to Point Break. Ever. A remake, sure. Brody's dead. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Good, here's Big J with your question. Keanu Reeves is starring with best buddy Alex Winter in a sequel that was just released last weekend. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Bill and Ted. Is that good enough for you, that's Big J? That's good enough. Right. It's Bill and Ted face to music, but I mean, that's the best we're going to get. Uh, Nick. Yes. For a period uh, of time in the 90s, Keanu Reeves was a bassist and backup vocalist for an alt-rock band. What were they oh. called? You don't remember? Oh. I do remember. I know, like, dog is part of it. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. What the hell was it called? Uh, we used to have a song in the system, but we don't Yeah. <sighs> I don't know why. Dogfish is the only thing coming to my dog head. Dogfish is not wrong. What's it called? Dogstar. Damn right, it, man. son of a... God. Dog star. Uh, I knew the dog part. I was halfway home. Here's Son some of the biscuit. other questions. Hang uh, on one second, man. You win. In this movie, Reeves and co-star Sandra Bullock are trapped on a bus that will explode if it goes under 55 miles per hour. Speed. Uh, Keanu Reeves will be returning to his role in Matrix 4. What was the name of his character? Neo. And for you, ahead in the movie Point Break, Reeves is an undercover FBI agent tracking a crew of bank robbers led by Patrick Swayze. What was Reeves' character's real name? Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember. Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. Well, of course. Yeah. Right. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, happy birthday, Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Morning After with Nick and Big J. birthday. Headlines are next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> it's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. What if I told you that Headlines are sponsored by Team Moz and the pre-owned Superstore, Big J? Yeah. I would advise you to go to GoTeamSaveMoney.com. It's a great place to get started for your next new or used car adventure. Updated inventory all the time in both new and used cars. They also have the Fresh Start credit button right there for you to click on if you've got some credit issues and a payment calculator so that you know exactly what you're getting into before you schedule a test drive. It's all there at GoTeamSaveMoney.com. Headlines are as follows. Big J, forget monkeys. Okay, but why? And what? Crazy. Oh, uh, forget monkeys. Uh, add this to the list of reasons that you may want to avoid Australia. We're very concerned about monkeys, but at this point, I believe snakes are starting to be the aggressors. And a man was in his Brisbane home on Monday 
when he caught two carpet snakes after they tumbled out of his kitchen ceiling and onto his floor. What the hell is a carpet snake? A carpet snake is a snake that is in Australia. Uh, one was just over nine feet long, so they're not little teeny tiny snakes, Big J. Mm. Look out, they're big, and they're coming through your ceiling. The uh, They both slivered away into the bedroom and living room, respectfully. The snake catcher that had to get called in says the snakes were large. One was nine feet long, the other was just over eight feet long. And they appeared to be two males fighting over a female snake. Look out, we got a battle royal. The third snake hasn't been found yet, so good luck. It's somewhere in your home, dude. Time to burn that thing to the ground. Goodbye. Yeah. The homeowner says that he has seen some snakes around his property previously, but none that big and never inside the house. Experts say, as warmer weather approaches, Australians need to be prepared. More snake sightings are going to be coming out of hibernation. They're going to head into your homes. Look out for snakes. In Australia, dude. I mean, it just if it's not spiders, live? it's snakes, it's big old bugs. I mean, just everything wants to kill you in Australia. It's crazy. But, yeah, man, snakes are becoming a real issue. Crawling down your throats, crawling in your kitchens. <laughs> Watch out. I'm starting to worry less about monkeys and more about snakes these days. The Headfield oh. snake. Okay, but why? And what crazy? Okay, but why? Uh, this isn't what most people do on their vacations, but whatever. A tourist in Thailand has been criticized for humiliating a tiger after she decided to cup the animal's testicles while posing for a photo. <laughs> the woman was visiting the Tiger Kingdom Zoo when she posed for the photos on August 26th. Happy birthday to you, Big J. The photos were posted on social media and many people were angry uh, the woman did defend herself saying hey I'm just an animal lover that's why I grabbed the, the animal's testicles the head zookeeper uh, released a statement saying that no visitors would be allowed to touch this part of the tiger's body again why they were ever allowed to in the first place it seems weird to me yeah it seems like that would be you know did you see the photo yeah I like she's really not see... shy about it yeah I can really see her what? messing yeah I, was, I saw part of it I <laughs> okay. guess I guess not I mean, it's pretty clear. She's got him right in her hand and giving the old one-two to him. And I'm not sure why you would want to do that. Uh, I'm not sure what good of cunt could come from it. And I'm not sure why you'd want a photo of it. This is, like, I mean, really, really weird to me. But whatever, man. It's high risk. High risk. Yeah, there's the risk-reward factor is very, very high. But maybe because it was a lady. That makes it okay, question mark? For the tiger. You're right. The tiger probably thought it was cool because it was a lady touching his testicles. You're right. We'll wrap it up with what crazy. This isn't something that one expects when landing a plane or anywhere, really, but a pilot landing American Airlines jet at Los Angeles International Airport made a bizarre report on Sunday night. He called into air traffic control to report a man wearing a jetpack flying near the plane. The jet was flying at 3,000 feet at the time of the encounter. The tower then warned the other approaching flights to be on the lookout for the man in the jetpack. No man was found, and the incident remains under investigation. So, there was a dude flying by a plane and LAX on Sunday. You know what this means, right? Iron Man's real. Close. Rocketeer 2 is what I'm thinking. Rocketeer 2? Oh, please! And so, I mean, jetpack. So, that's what made me think Rocketeer. But you could be right. Iron Man could be real, too. We both could be right, for all we know. Rocketeer turns into Iron Man. That's it. Rocketeer is the new Iron Man. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. 
off of SM2, available now. That song is number one, by the way, Big J. Pretty impressive mark for Metallica. You see the decade mark that they set? Yeah. Uh, tell everybody about it. Uh, they've had a number one <clears throat> rock hit uh, in every decade, four decades. It's pretty impressive. Over four decades of number one songs, and that one is the latest to reach the mark. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, without any context, please describe to me in detail your ideal breakfast. If you if I said give me your perfect breakfast, what would it consist of? Anything from Wendy's. <laughs> Take out the advertising side of things. Hashtag ads. <laughs> Coming up in just next a few break. minutes. That's right. But uh, what would really be like? I mean, a homemade meal kind of a thing. Oh, at home? Yes. At home. Somebody's making you breakfast. What would you want them to make? Oh, um, let's see. Breakfast potatoes. What's that? those hash browns or those home fries? Not, or those? not hash browns, but they're you know they're, they're yeah home fries okay. I guess. Um, so they're just cute potatoes seasoned up, and then um, you know some bacon and eggs. That's it, bacon and eggs. Yeah, congratulations, Big J. You are insecure and anxious. <laughs> How does it feel? Feels like that's a bunch of hooky. <laughs> According to uh, English food brand Weedabix, they polled about twenty thousand adults about their personality traits, and then compared it to what they reported as their ideal breakfast. It turns out people who identify as somebody that's a little bit more natural or bohemian, if you will, enjoys just a simple donut for breakfast, while those that just drink a cup of coffee or tea for breakfast are likely to be high earners because they're not breakfast people. They rake in apparently $132,000 a year or more. If you like French toast, you are a party animal. Those who just eat a banana for breakfast are supposed to be the most stressed out. Those that reach for cereal are deemed to be the most trustworthy by their friends and family. Those that want eggs and bacon and potatoes happen to be anxious and insecure. And those who included peanut butter in their breakfast apparently are the best lovers, Big J. So be on the lookout. Okay. For somebody that's eating peanut butter toast for breakfast. If you reach for the avocado toast, you apparently are well-traveled. And that's the extent of the personality traits and the breakfast blend. I was very disappointed. I was surprised, I suppose. No uh, waffles or pancakes were involved in this particular study. I don't know if they're just not Or big. chicken fried steak. No chicken fried steak was mentioned. I mean, if, if we were going to go anywhere, I would go Jerry's Steak Core Cafe, chicken fried steak. Absolutely. That would be my ideal. I would, yes, hiring Jerry to come back into the world to create a chicken I fried mean, steak. Listen, if I win the lottery, personal chef. You'd hire him to be here. You'd have to find him. We've tried to track him down. Remember when we tried to do that? Like we had this great idea to have Jerry come back and do he this kind of stuff. It. No, probably not. I mean, he has retired since selling the restaurant and living the high life. I'm guessing. I'd be shocked if he's even still in the Treasure Valley. But that being said, we miss you, Jerry's. We do the best chicken fried steak ever. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Oh, by the way, that did show up. If you wanted Jerry's chicken fried steak, that means you're awesome. So we're in good shape. Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions next on the X-Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Hey, and let's get somebody a t-shirt from Corn. They have a new album out called The Nothing, which uh, maybe you've enjoyed some songs from listening to here in the X and we'll get you that t-shirt if you can figure out bad impressions this morning alright add to your wardrobe by calling 208-287-1003 that's the first process the next process is figuring out who Big J's trying to be he'll give you three clues they all point to somebody that is pretty famous figure it out in those three clues or less and look at you man looking all good in a corn t-shirt having fun 
Let's go to the phones and get a contestant. Hello, the X. Yeah, this is Chad. All right, Chad, you're up first, man. Good luck. All right. Get to the chopper. Oh, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. There you go. Congratulations, man. <laughs> one and done is all you've needed pretty much all week this week. Clues two and three for fun? Okay. I don't know. Okay. And why is Arnold in the news? Uh, he's coming to TV, dude. Get ready. Skydance Television is developing the original hour-long series headlined and executive produced by one Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right. What's it about? It's his first major foray into scripted television. And uh, created by Scorpion uh, or Scorpion creator Nick Santora, the series is said to be about a global spy adventure with a father, played by Schwarzenegger, and daughter at the center of the story. All right. Do we know, like, does it have a distributor yet? Um, no, not yet. Okay, so we don't know how we're going to get our hands on this TV show that is coming. But, but it's going to happen. Did you ever see Scorpion? No, I never really got a chance to get in. Did you? No, no, no. In fact, I forgot it existed until you just said it was from the guy who put that together. Scorpion. That guy is also uh, uh, in charge, Santora, of uh, he's being the showrunner for the Jack Reacher television series for Amazon. All right, so maybe the, the connection with Amazon could be a good thing. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, and that, that gets you excited? Yeah. Well, how excited? I mean, not excited enough to see the movie he's done with him in the past. But the the fact Arnold that Schwarzenegger movie? Yeah, yeah. Which he, one? Well, Scorpion. That's the one that he was in. Oh, he was in Scorpion? Yeah. That was a TV show. No, I thought Scorpion was the movie that where, where Arnold was that uh, the the like the mercenary that had that put together the team and that was the whole idea behind the movie, no? What's the Scorpion TV show about? Uh, I think it's a, like a special ops group. Right. That wasn't that the movie? I don't think. No, it was a TV show. What Scorpion. was the name of the movie that Arnold was in, where he's the head of the the thing, and then somebody turns on him? Oh, that was um, the special ops team. No, it was it was a, he was a sheriff. It was um, no 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 not the sheriff. He was it was a special ops thing. I'm not thinking of the sheriff movie. I'm thinking of he was like the head of. Well, it doesn't matter. We're, it would take us 25 minutes to figure it out on the air. Nobody cares. I know what you're talking about. I right. just can't. But uh, either sabotage. way, it's coming to You're the, of sabotage. the uh, television center near you. Uh, maybe. Just maybe. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Foo Fighters, I'll stick around. It's how we're wrapping up the old Morning After with Nick and Big J on this Wednesday, the second day of September. Thanks for hanging out with us. Another quick reminder that coming up here in just a couple of days, another Half Price Friday will be hitting you right between the eyes. 9 o'clock, xrock.com. You can grab a $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. Just 25 bucks for your local seafood destination in Boise. New hours happening there. Dining room open Monday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10. And Sunday, 2 to 8. And, of course, you can check out uh, your takeout noon to 8 p.m. any day of the week that you want to. But half-price Fridays go quick. Bonefish Grill ones go especially quick. 9 o'clock, Friday xrock.com that's where you want to be it's good to do it for us uh we ended up talking about how idaho uh, boise in particular made another top five list this one best traffic in the big cities in america which is nice although we did talk about how people would disagree with that maybe and we also talked about how it's probably a good idea not to leave your personal identification behind in a place that you have decided to suddenly and violently rob uh, hopefully lessons were learned over the course of the show today. Tomorrow on the show, Big J will give you a nerd alert plus additional chances to win cool things from us. But that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, let's not forget uh, tomorrow we will start uh, handing out some spots in the morning after fantasy football. 
That's right, man. It's coming. We've uh, talked about it. Apparently, people are into the Zoom draft, which is what we're going to do. So you got to have some availability to be able to pull off the uh, live Zoom draft and have access to a Zoom account some way, either your laptop or your phone. Uh, I haven't decided which one I'll be using. Probably my phone so that I can use my laptop to actually draft things. You know what I mean? And sure. Look up information. Either way, it will be awesome and fun, and we are coming back for Season 14 of the morning after fantasy football league just a little bit different this time around and i think now probably this season more than ever your bench is going to play a big role in things so you better pay attention yeah you better you want to you want to pick the guys who are going to be wanting to wear a mask outside of work (laughs) so long Kirk cousins morning after with nick and big (laughs) j we will see you tomorrow have a good one it's the x rock